If you're able, will you please stand for the call to worship? God has made this day. The God who raised Jesus Christ from the dead raises us to new life daily. Glory be to God, our Creator, to Jesus, our risen Christ, and to the Spirit, our comfort. Amen.
Good morning. Hope you're uh, having a wonderful day. This is a beautiful Lord's Day. A special day in the sense that it's Mother's Day and a day that we do celebrate uh, motherhood. We thank not only those who have given birth, but those who have nurtured us in various ways through the years, whether it be um, grandparents or aunts or aunts or uncles too, but certainly aunts, and then also uh, those who have been alongside us, friends and people that had that maternal instinct to nurture us along the way. So we celebrate those gifts in all people, but especially this day we do remember our mothers. We'll speak more of that later, but right now we want to take a moment just to welcome you into this time of worship. We've all gathered here to worship the one true and living God, and to do so by joining our hearts, minds, and spirits, and to lift our voices. We do that to express the joy we have of being able to call upon our Father in heaven, to listen to the Spirit, the Spirit of Christ that guides us, and to know that as we do, we will be shown ways step by step. We do uh, cherish the moments we have with those who come our way, whether it be members or guests, and today we want to remind you that you can fill in uh, the tablet there at the end of each row, uh, members and guests alike, and share together with us for we're mostly home folks today, but we are a church that's here in the heart of Five Point South, building an inclusive community of grace, first in this community and then beyond, welcoming all who come into this place with a sense of the peace and presence of Christ that we experience daily. So we want to share that, and we want to do that now by passing the peace of Christ to those that are here in the congregation. You take a moment and do that and welcome those and speak those words of peace to them. We do indeed welcome everyone and glad that to see the, the fellowship here uh, in the congregation. I might be mistaken, but I think that we see a better population down here a little closer to the front. What do you think, Dr. Oscar? I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. Thank you. Bravo. Well done. Um, this, is, this is great. Good to see you down here. Um, and indeed, we, uh, we, we take these moments to, uh, to pass the peace of Christ, but also I want to take one moment before we... Uh, and uh, continue uh, to say thank you to some folks who are uh, in the choir loft that you'll not see for the next couple of Sundays. We have uh, several UAB students, uh, one of which is not with us today after all, but um, we would you lift your hand if you're headed to Europe? On, yeah. These guys are headed to Europe with the UAB choir on Tuesday. Uh, they will be next uh, week, they will be singing in a few little-known places like the Canterbury Cathedral. Uh, in the UK and places also in Holland. So uh, we're grateful for them always being with us, but uh, we'll miss them for the next couple of Sundays and uh, be thinking about them and send Godspeed uh, as they go on this wonderful adventure. Um, for some, it is a first time to go uh, abroad, and um, I, I, for one, am envious 
uh, quite frankly, and so I'll do my best not to uh, uh, be so green about it. Uh, nonetheless, let us uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we continue our worship. We lift our hearts to you in the sense of of union. We do indeed know that you are our love, our our heart, our guide. We thank you for that. And in this hour that we, we come together, may we uh, put ourselves in a, a frame of mind that will allow us to receive that message, both in the words that we read, the words that we say, the words that we sing, the words that we hear. All of these, we, we pray, will move us to a greater sense of mission for ourselves and for a needing world as we move into the, um, into the next week after this hour is complete. We thank you for being with us, dear Lord, and we ask that we do all of these things for your great glory and not our own. We pray it in the name of Christ. Amen. May we stand as we sing together. Our first scripture lesson today is found in the book of Isaiah, the 49th chapter, verses 13 through 16. Shout for joy, O heavens, rejoice, O earth, burst into song, O mountains, for the Lord comforts his people and will have compassion on his afflicted ones. But Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me, the Lord has forgotten me. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you, 
See, I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. Here ends our first lesson of scripture. Our second reading in this Mother's Day is from the first letter of Paul to the Thessalonians, chapter 2, where Paul is reminding the church of his ministry to them, a ministry that he compares to that of an encouraging father, but also to that of a nursing mother. We read from verse 7 through verse 12. Paul says, we were gentle among you like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. So deeply do we care for you that we are determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you have become very dear to us. You remember our toil and labor, sisters and brothers. We work night and day so that we might not burden any of you while we proclaim to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses, and God also, how pure and upright and blameless our conduct was towards you believers. As you know, we dealt with each of you like a father with his children, urging and encouraging you and pleading that you lead a life worthy of God, who calls you into his own eternal kingdom and glory. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. It's good to see you all. Good morning. Good morning. Abigail, how are you? And I see you don't have something you had with you last time. Her cast is gone. She is better than she was, so she had, had uh, wearing that cast around for a while. Well, today's a special day, isn't it? You all had some... Hmm? Mother's Day. It's a day that we celebrate uh, the love of our moms and, and their gift to us. 
But the, um, well, I want you to think about a couple of things for just a moment, okay? Mother's Day is a day that we celebrate that love, but also to remember that it's God that places that love within them as well. And sometimes that love is placed within others that also help us to get through life, to be loved, and to know that God loves us. When, when you study in Sunday school, what do you know about the person of Jesus? What do we say? Jesus loves what? Loves us. Jesus loves us and that he shows his love to us in a lot of different ways. There are people who, um, whose moms are not with them any longer like me. My mom is, is not alive anymore, but I still remember her and others too. There, well, there's one whose mom is not with him anymore, and, and he misses her. But there are others who can also help him know the love of God and help him sense the love that he's important, that you're important, Jack, that Abigail, uh, Millicent, and Abigail. You've got as big as Abigail was as though he's just growing up so fast. But I want you to think about this. The love of God is a love that is greater than all those things that we experience. Anything that you've thought about as far as the love, sometimes it's love that our parents cherish with us, our grandparents, an aunt, an uncle, a brother, a sister. You love each other, right? Yeah, you do. You love each other, and you love your mom and dad, and sometimes they can't be with you, but you don't question as to whether or not they, don't, they love you or not, even when they're not with you every day, all the time. And so even though we don't see them, we know that they love us. Right? You know that you don't, you don't have to question that. You know that your mom and dad love you, right? And you can't see them every day, but you know that they're there, that they're somewhere, wherever they are, that they have you in, in their heart thinking about you, even if they're busy doing other things, that you're there also. Today, as we think about that love that God has for us, sometimes through, demonstrated through our parents or through friends or through Sunday school teachers, uh, we're able to see and experience that in ways that we haven't thought about otherwise. Today, I want to give you one of these to take to your mother, grandmother, the person that is very close to you, uh, and you can share that with them. But as you think about it, hmm? yes, you may. what we will do is this. When you take these today, remember as you look at that rose that it's to think about the love that God has for you, but also to think about those who care for you, who nurture you, your mom, your grandmother, your aunt, maybe it's a friend, a Sunday school teacher, a teacher. Everyone, every woman that's out there hasn't given birth to a child, but they love people and nurture them in ways that are like a mother loves her children. And so that we can give thanks for. So today, as you take these, remember that and share that with your mom or the person that, that cares for you and loves you. And then for those who are out there, the other children who are out there who can get here first after service, you can take one to those that you love too. Let's bow together. Lord, we thank you for the love that you show to us daily. We thank you for the love that we know through Jesus Christ. We also thank you for the love that we experience through our parents, through our moms as they love and nurture us, through the care that 
sometimes others provide for us when we ask for that honor. Be with us, watch over, and may we always know that love comes from you, for you are love. In Christ's name I pray. join me in prayer this morning. Let's pray. Loving God, we have gathered this day to worship you, to thank you for the amazing love that we have encountered in your grace, your mercy, and your forgiveness. Today, as we worship you, we also recall the families, many that you have granted to us, and our prayer is for them as well as for us this day. We thank you, God, for those who birthed us, for those who took care of us, and we ask your blessing upon them, whether they may be with us on this day or in your presence. We thank you for all who have expressed a motherly care and concern throughout our lives, not only in the life of our human family, but within the life of the church and the wider community in which we live, for all who have nurtured us as human beings, as people of faith, we offer you our thanks. We recognize that within our own experiences and our own expressions of family care, we know that there are many imperfections within the human, human families in which we've lived. We pray that where there is need for forgiveness this morning, that you would forgive and you would help us to forgive. We pray today, O Lord, for mothers who are young, just beginning the way of motherhood, that they may be imbued with patience, love, and wisdom. We pray for mothers who are older, who have found the way hard, that they may be given renewed strength and love and courage. We pray for mothers whose children's are in, children are encumbered with unusual difficulties, that they may bear the pain of being unable to make everything all right and to keep the faith for those young ones. We pray for mothers whose children do not have enough food to eat this morning or proper medication for illness in different parts of the world and even our own country, that they may not lose hope for generations of children still unborn. We remember mothers whose children have died, that they may expect a joyous and fulfilling reunion beyond this life. For mothers who have miscarried, and for all who would long to be mothers, we pray that you might fulfill the desires of their hearts. For all who feel the pain of this day, may you comfort all with your presence. We come to you with all our prayers. We come to you and pray that you would make us all like the nursing mother, nursing mothers that Paul talked about concerning his care for one another within the life of the Christian church. Give to us love, care, patience, endurance in our love for one another as you have loved us. And we bring all these prayers in the name of Jesus, who in life and also in death, honored the one who was his mother and who taught us to pray saying, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever.
On May 20th, 1917, a little girl was born on the west coast of Scotland into a two-roomed house containing already a father, a mother, and four siblings. Her life was lived between or within two world wars, and she would live her whole life in a single town along with her brothers and sisters, mother and father. She became a husband to Adam and was a mother of Ian and Morag, and then a late surprise called Kenneth. My mother would have celebrated her 100th birthday this coming Saturday. Her name was Mary Roxburgh. Mother's Day is an awkward day in the life of the church. It's a hard day for many people. And there are no liturgical words or there's not a liturgical feast dedicated to Mother's Day. Apart from the greeting cards people, the florists and the restaurant owners, they love this day. They want more of them throughout the year. And woe betide the preacher who decides on Mother's Day to preach on predestination rather than parenthood. Maybe we should have a, a vote this morning. Who wants predestination? Who wants parenthood? Well, you're just getting what I prepared. We come this morning, we remember the words of J. Philip Newell, who rightly says when speaking of God, there is a mother's heart at the heart of God. So we come this morning to honor our mothers who may be present or whose memories are in our minds and hearts. Heard the story about a mother who was woken up at 6.30 in the morning on Mother's Day by her son and daughter who brought her breakfast in bed. She complained that the toast was burnt, but they had carefully observed her having breakfast every day of the preceding week, and every day she had burnt her toast and thought that was how she liked it. <laughs> it's Mother's Day, Pastor. I'm bringing Mom on Sunday, so make it good. The mothering heart of God. We read two scriptures this morning, one from the prophet Isaiah, which speaks about the fact that though earthly mothers may forsake, God says, I will not forsake you. And then in our second passage in 1 Thessalonians, Paul speaks about how he, as a man, displayed the mothering heart of a nursing mother towards those who were within the church at Thessalonica. The mothering heart of God. No human love can be perfect, says Sally McFaig, but parental love is the best metaphor of all. Parent, mother, father, all of us, female and male, have the womb as our first home. All of us are born from the bodies of our mother. We're fed by our mother. What better imagery could the New Testament as well as the Old Testament use to speak of God? Now, the Bible, as it's speaking about God, 75% of the time tends to use masculine language. Wouldn't surprise us in a patriarchal society that that's so. What's more surprising in a patriarchal society that 25% of the images for God are image of, images of God which are feminine. Motherhood, a mother's heart, a mother's selfless love are authentic ways to speak about God. It's the way that the Bible does. God, in the book of Genesis, almost has a discussion between the members of the Trinity. Let us make humankind in our image. In our image, let us make them. And then immediately, 
the first account of creation says, so God created humankind in his image, male and female. Both the masculine and the feminine are part of humanity, are part of what it means to mirror, to image the image of God. You have to have the feminine as well as the masculine if you're going to have an authentic understanding of who God is. So the prophet Isaiah that we read this morning, can a woman forget her nursing child? Yes, it is possible. Yet I will not forget you. And my favorite from the prophet Hosea, when Israel was a child, I loved him. It was I who taught them to walk. I took them up in my arms. I was to them like those who lift infants to their cheeks. I bent down to them and I fed them. I find these remarkable words coming in the eighth century before the coming of Christ. Maternal images, bending down, feeding. It's an allusion to the nurse who cares, and it speaks about God's relationship to us. It's not that Hosea is trying to be politically correct, but it's just one of the most authentic Judea Christian images of God. Remarkable for that age and remarkable even for the 21st century. It's not wrong to call God Father, it's just not enough. Is not complete unless you also think of God in terms of a motherly love. Of course, all our human language falls short, but the human language is all we've got, so we must make do with human language and images and metaphors to try and help us to understand who God is so that we are aware and assured of His abiding love for us. We use these images in our hymns, praise, be, praise ye the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. But then it goes on, shelters thee under her wings, yea, so gently sustaineth. The image of the creating majesty of God and the tenderness of God's love and protection. Isaiah's genius is to bring together the oneness of God the gift of monotheism, the mystery that God cannot be contained by human idols of made of wood or made of words. And at the same time, the nearness, the closeness, the immediacy, the intimacy, the personhood of God, that God is near and dear to us, comes to us as a father and as a mother. The mysterious one who rides upon the, the wings of the storm also holds his people in his arms. The one who fashions the sun and the moon, hears the cries of his people, is attentive when we are anxious, who comes to comfort and compassion and show compassion like a loving parent. The one who sets the stars in the heavens comes down to feed and embrace like a nursing mother. Jesus taught us to pray. He taught us to pray and use the most intimate word that he could know in his own experience of life as a Palestinian Jew learning Aramaic. And he said, when you pray to God, pray Abba. Yes, it is a masculine image of God, but it's of nearness, it's of dearness, it's of intimacy. God is not distant. He's the one who is beside us. Fred Craddock captures the sense of it, I think, when he describes one of the biggest myths in the world, when a mother says to her child who has fallen down and bumped or scraped an arm or a leg, here, let me kiss it and make it better, and then takes the child in her lap. 
It's not the kiss that makes it better. It's the awareness of being in the lap of somebody who loves you. Craddock says, Jesus Christ invites us to sit for a while in the lap of God. Sit for a while in the lap of God. What do you and I need most in the world? Well, we, we need food. We need water. We need shelter. But what do we long for most of all when we're in trouble? When out of the blue a disaster strikes, when a loved one is taken from us, the test comes back positive, a relationship ends, the bottom falls out of our world, or merely at the end of the day, late at night, asking, what's all this about? We need to know, don't we, that in the midst of an apparent chaos of world, of economics, politics, business, at the heart of the universe, there is a God who loves you, loves you, loves you as a parent, as a mother, as a father. F.W. Faber captures it well in a, one of my favorite hymns, My God, How Wonderful Thou Art. He says, no earthly father loves like you, no mother e'er so mild bears and forbears as you have done with me, your sinful child. Listen to the psalmist. For a long time I have kept silent. I've been quiet. I have held myself back, but now like a mother in childbirth, I cry out, I gasp, and I pant. It's likening prayer to crying out to God in the most distressful circumstances of life. The relationship and its intimacy between God and his people is striking. So with Isaiah, listen to me, O house of Jacob, all the remnant of the house of Israel, you who have been born by me from birth, carried from the womb. Even to your old age, I am he. Even when you turn gray, I will carry you. I have made, I will bear, I will carry you, and I will save you. Isaiah's struggling with words here. He's using an image of God, of the one who gives birth, as well as the one who cares as a father. He's struggling, as we all do, with language to try and understand our God. But he's helping us to understand, as the Hebrew Bible understands, that at the heart of the compassion of God, the word at its root means womb love, womb love. That's the compassionate heart of God that we're reminded of on this Mother's Day. And so in our second passage of Scripture this morning, Paul, reminding a church that he had only been with for a few weeks before persecution meant that he had to leave them, but he reminds them of his time with them of how he cared for them. And he, before he talks about the care of an encouraging father, he reminds us that he came to them as a nursing mother. We all have the responsibility of being carers of one another. That's what Paul's getting at. In, 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 in the United Kingdom, Mother's Day is much earlier than today. It happens on the fourth Sunday of Lent, and it's, it, it's meant to remind people to go back to Mother Church. <laughs> it reminds me of St. Cyprian and John Calvin who said, you cannot have God as your father without the church as your mother. Reminding us that the church is the place where we experience the love of God or ought to in our expressions of love to one another. So on Mother's Day, we, we, we widen our understanding of what it means to be a mother. It means that each of us is a mother to one another, whether we're 
men or women. We have this concern and care to look out for the needs of others. And when people are in need, to bring that encouraging word or perhaps even a touch or perhaps even a look or perhaps even a smile. Paul says, I was like you, I was with you like a nursing mother. Mother's Day, as I said earlier, brings pain to a lot of people's experience. Those who have lost mothers, those who long to be mothers, those who have lost children. It reminds us of the mothering heart of God, who in all the circumstances of life that we're going through in 2017 is not distant, but is near and is dear to us. And it reminds us of the love and the care and the concern that we should show for one another within the life of Mother Church, within the life of the people of God, whom we are called to love as Christ has loved us. I read the story of a young woman this week whose mother had died when she was just six years of age. An only child, she was brought up by her father who lost touch with her mother's sister and who then moved to Manchester, England, and they lost touch for over 20 years. Every year she came back to visit the grave of her mother and she came 20 years after the event, and it was a wet day, blustery. But as she drew near to the graveside, the sun came out and illuminated everything. And like a spotlight, she saw something white lying on the top of the grave. She picked it up, and it was a letter encased in a polythene bag to keep it dry. It was a letter from her mother's sister, her Aunt Mary, with whom she had lost complete touch. It was a letter asking her to come back into church, touch with her. And the words that caught her eye and filled those eyes with tears on that day of loss was, I love you. Mother's Day reminds us of the love that we have experienced, of the love that we share with one another. But it reminds us of the love of a God who is tender, compassionate, and looks down upon us. And we come to him, and we worship him, and we trust him in every circumstance of life. Will you pray with me? Gracious and eternal God, we come opening our hearts and our minds to you today and seeking that whatever need we bring into your presence, that you would graciously meet us in all of our need. We ask it for your own dear name's sake. Amen. Our final hymn is a hymn that reminds us of the nearness of God's love towards us and us to him, near to the heart of God, 383.
please pray with me? Loving Father, all things have their origin with you. With these offerings we freely give, may your church grow in this place and throughout the world. We thank you for your loving grace, and may we show this to others that we meet along our way. Amen. Loving Lord, we present these offerings to you, dedicating them to you and your work. We pray, O oh Lord, that they might be used to share your love with those in this community and beyond. Amen. You can take your seat for just a moment, please. Again, welcome to all of those who may be guests. Uh, Mother's Day or any holiday always takes people away from us and always brings people to us. And for that, we're grateful for those that are here. We're also... Uh, 
it's unfortunate we have so many people that are away today, but they are visiting, many of them are visiting with family and their mom. So uh, we trust that they will have safe traveling uh, as they come and go. Also, just to be mindful of all the events this week, we have deacons meeting tomorrow evening for those who, uh, who that applies to. The new deacons will be present for that meeting uh, tomorrow evening at 6. And then on Wednesday, the, um, another set session of the spirituality uh, focus that Dr. Roxburgh has been leading us in. This one is entitled Feasting and Fasting. And we're going to feast, and then we'll let you fast later. So we're going to feast uh, on the food that Brent prepares, but we're also going to feast on the table that the Lord prepares by celebrating communion there in the fellowship hall with those who are gathered there on Wednesday evening. So we're looking forward to that. And then on Thursday evening, our contemplative service, we also have communion, but uh, also other activities going on that Dr. Banks is going to speak to. I just want to, uh, first of all, say uh, that we've had three lovely performances of, of Blythe Spirit. And I have to say thank you to Brenda Tidwell, uh, to Paul Huey, uh, and especially maybe to uh, Kay Thompson. These, these guys have uh, spent countless hours with us over the last few weeks. A, a play of this type doesn't happen automatically, and uh, I'm very, very grateful uh, for this, as you should be as well. And I do hope that you will consider coming uh, we open again next Thursday evening, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at 7 o'clock, and Sunday afternoon at 3.30 uh, in Foster Auditorium. It's a lovely play. It's fun. Uh, it's enjoyable. And I think we have some folks here who were with us who can testify to that fact. Um, the other point of uh, reference is this afternoon, 6 o'clock, Jazz Vespers. Cheryl and the band will be uh, going at it. Uh, we had intended it to be out of doors, but uh, we, uh, through a series of events, we had to move it back into Drennan Hall. So you'll be able to be seated around the tables and that sort of thing. Uh, it'll be lovely. And um, Ricky Powell will be our guest vocalist. And uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, at 6 o'clock this evening in Drennan Hall for Jazz Vespers. Thanks. Thank you. As we prepare to go out, we do so with a sense of uh, the love of God that is with us, but also the presence of Christ that goes before us. May we hear a benediction as we go out. May you receive the blessing of God, God's grace, God's mercy, God's peace, and God's hope in all of your hearts.